Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident. My name is Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. I'm Hannah Erickson. And this podcast is all about helping you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. Today, at the end of August here, we are wrapping up our series on dating and relationships. It's been spread out pretty much throughout the summer for many reasons. Go back and listen to a podcast um, you know, a couple weeks ago explaining why and everything. But if you're just joining in, um, you can go back and listen to some of our other discussions on dating and courting. How do I know I found the one? What's the purpose of relationships? All those things. Um, but we're at the end of this little relationship series, and we're just going to end with some practicals, things that um, may not be necessarily rooted in scripture in the sense of like, um, you know, boundaries, specific boundaries and guidelines, tips on what to do with texting, things like that. Like that's not going to be in scripture. This is all based out of scripture in the desire one that sexual immorality is wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is practical tips on how to carry out that very specific verse. And um, I think Regent's going to mention a few things here and there as well about, um, as it relates to scripture and sin and, and things like yep. that. So it will be scripturally based, but it's a much more practical way to carry out the scriptures that we're convicted of. Um, so physical and emotional connections is what I labeled this episode. And that's because for me personally, when I was a youth pastor, I taught a relationship series as any good youth pastor does. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember, I mean, I still, I still am convicted by this. I'm, I still believe this. Um, I remember, preaching about how there's a balance um, between the physical and the emotional side of a relationship. And as the relationship progresses, those should stay in check um, until the very end when it tips emotional and then gets physical. That's sort of how I explain it. So the the talk was called um, From Hellos and High Fives to Sex and Marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And And the biggest encouragement is for you to act like you say you are. That's that's really the, the to be honest. And if you were going to put a scripture to it, it'd be when Jesus talks about not taking an oath, right? But one of the things he says, he's speaking of integrity, and he says, let your yes be yes. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that the things that we as Christians speak need to be honest and true, including the how we represent ourselves versus who we actually are, right? We need to search for sincerity. And... Um, I, I find that to be, I find relationships to be a bed of um, dis, uh, of inauthenticity when it comes to this in the Christian life. Um, here's what I mean. When you first meet somebody and you're just starting to get to know them, it is easy for us to be like, oh, I'm just getting to know them. But yeah, you're already texting them every night, good night, and every morning, good morning. And you're already starting to have this emotional connection with them that your day is revolving around them, but you're just friends, right? You're Mm -hmm. just friends and you're just getting to know them. I would say that is an imbalance. That is inauthentic as to the relationship that you actually have with that person Mm -hmm. because your status is friends, but your emotional connection is deeper. Friends, um, there are certain things like, let's use Calvin and I, for example. Okay. Calvin and I are friends. We're, We're brothers in Christ. Um, we are really close friends, but I am not texting Calvin good morning every morning and I'm not <laughs> texting him good night. Right. And anybody listening to this podcast, y- you know, it's weird if I did. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And why is it weird if I did? It's weird because that's what you do when you like somebody. Mm-hmm. That's what you do when you're in a relationship with somebody or you're heading towards a relationship. Right. 
And so the whole basis is if my physical relationship is friends, right? If that's what I'm saying the physical relationship is, then I want the emotional relationship to match. And so if that person really is a quote unquote friend, am I treating them like just a friend? Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that matters. Um, moving on to the next level, there's like this consideration or dating or courting, whatever, whatever. Right. But the point is they're more important than a friend at that point, because you're considering them to be your significant other. If not, they are becoming your significant other. Mm-hmm. Then you can begin some of those ideas of, all right, my day is revolving around them a little bit more. There's a reason why it's called my significant other, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have significance in your life. Um, and so you are opening up about, you know, how your day is going. You're, you're talking to them way more often than maybe you would do a friend. See, like there's a balance there, right? Moving on to full on dating. Okay. Here's where it matters. Like the physical is dating. You, you're holding hands probably depending on your convictions. You might be kissing. Who knows, right? Like there's that stage of physicalness that happens and the emotional connection should follow, right? That's somebody that you're spending intimate time with. And so it should be deeper than most friendships, but also you're not having sex with them and you're not supposed to be having sex with them. And also you're not married to them. And so Mm -hmm. you don't need to treat them as if you were right. Mm -hmm. Like that's where the imbalance greatly comes is when we're in a full fledged relationship and we're dating that person and they are a significant other, we begin to treat them as if we were married to them rather Mm -hmm. than uh, rather than we're not married to them. And so we give them way more significance in our lives than we should. Um, Girls, you fall into this when it comes to trying to put on the man the spiritual leadership of you at all times. He's not ready for that. You're not married yet. And actually, mm. you haven't given that over to him yet. And so you should be testing the waters, but you should not be giving the shepherding of you over to him and the leadership of the couple over to him alone at that moment, right? Like you're just not there yeah. yet. Wow. Um, men, yeah. this comes in times of control. Right. So men, you're trying to control the woman, making sure she's not talking to other people, that she's dressing a certain way. Like none of those are good. Um, but what I'm saying is like it, it the, the most sinful desires flesh out that way. Right. Where a man will get angry about the um, about the the what the woman is doing because he feels like he should have some say in some of the things she's valuing or yada, yada. Right. Um, and so, uh, men, you're not married to her yet. Right. She is not one flesh with you yet. Like she is her own person. And you know what? She still, um, you know, I'm speaking in broad generalizations here. Please hear that. But she still belongs to her mother and father, right? Like Mm -hmm. she does not belong to you. You did not earn that ring yet. You Mm -hmm. did not win over and she does not have your last name. Mm -hmm. Do not treat her like, like she does, Mm -hmm. right? Because there, there is a balance where you are still individuals. You have not become one flesh. And so girls, I typically find it when it comes to giving over all the, all of the, expectations upon a man to shepherd every aspect of your life. Men, I find it typically in the the sense of control and, and, um, attention that she gives you, I think is probably the best way to put it. Not that mm-hmm. women should be talking to a whole bunch of men and stuff, but does that make sense so far? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. And then here's where it gets into it. I know there's a long explanation, but this is going to be the basis of what we talk about for the next 10 minutes. Um, then it gets into engagement and this is where I say that it tips emotional and then balances to physical. When you are engaged, you have made a serious commitment. You are engaging in like heading towards marriage, right? And so the emotional should skyrocket. 
um, women, you are beginning to give over those last aspects of, of leadership over to him. Men, you are beginning to consider what it's like to be one flesh, one bank account, one name, right? One family, one car, one house, whatever it may be. Like that's when you really should start having arguments about those things. Like it's okay to argue about where you're going to live once you're engaged, um, because it means you need to take those things seriously. And so I find the emotional level skyrockets, but the physical stays the same, right? And we'll talk about the actual physical things, but, you know, let's just get to it. Uh, hand-holding and kissing, maybe. No sex, no anything, nothing else, right? Um, and it feels terrible. It mm-hmm. feels terrible. And this is why so many Christian couples want to get married early. This is why they're three months out from the wedding. Like, can we just go to the courthouse right now and then do the ceremony? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. on the date that we have, like <laughs> it's because the emotional is so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and then wedding night comes and the months and years after that, the physical balance is back out again. Mm-hmm. And you just as emotionally involved as you are, you are now physical. And so all that to say, it should be a balance, right? Say what you are and act like you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and until you're married, don't act like you're married, including sex, including emotional connection, including how much of your life you're giving over to the person. You are not one flesh. You are not one name. And so just finding that balance between the whole thing, like it's sort of an independency movement, right? Just mm-hmm. remember that you are independent up to a certain point, you know? Um, okay. So that's the explanation of of the general groundwork of maybe evaluating if you're getting too physical or too emotional with somebody that you're just meeting. But let's get into some other details and practical tips as well. But what do you guys have to say on this? Well, I'd probably start off with kind of outlining more on the physical side of things as we talk about this and the practicals, like what the reason is for these practicals and what we're trying to not do. Because so often when you think about a relationship and you're like, ah, we don't want to have sex. I would actually argue that's not necessarily our goal. Um, scripturally, there's there's reasons not to have sex until you're married. But specifically, uh, I would point to Matthew 5, uh, verses 27 and 28. And I'm not going to read them out here, but that's uh, when Jesus is talking about lust. And he, he's talking about committing adultery, and he, he raises the bar and says, even looking at another woman uh, in, a, in a way of desiring her is lust. And that's a sin. And lust happens a long time before you get to sex. Um, And so when we're in a relationship before we're married, we're not only guarding against having sex, but you should be guarding against lusting over her or anybody else for that matter. And that has to then be come into the barriers you set from like a physical standpoint and emotional standpoint Mm -hmm. to prevent lusting over her or him, whoever your other person is in your relationship. Yeah. And let's, let's talk about the sobering reality that also in that verse, um, just following right after it, Jesus goes into the whole, like, if your eye causes you sin, gouge it out. If your hand causes you sin to cut it off, Yep. let's get into the sobering reality that while the Lord is a gracious God and, um, and he is, um, and by when I mean gracious, I mean, giving of grace to us. Mm-hmm. There is a very real possibility that if your relationship is causing you to sin, the Lord will have you cut it off, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's let's be very honest about the fact that if I choose to have sex with someone beforehand, and that's an ongoing idol in my life because I'm choosing to put this before the Lord and it's causing me to sin, the Lord could very much direct us to end that, to cut mm-hmm. it off, yeah. and and to rather enter the kingdom of heaven maimed mm-hmm. than than not at all, right? Yeah. Um, 
And so it, it's sort of scary, but I, mm-hmm. to me, that helps motivate me of like, you know what, if I actually cherish this and I don't want to lose it, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do this. I'm not, I'm not going to let this be the thing that is causing mm-hmm. me to sin. And I think that too is why it's so important. Um, like what so often happens like with the physical boundaries that we set is that we set them early in the relationship and we never reevaluate. But as our emotional intimacy is growing, then the desire for sexual intimacy to also grow is going to happen. And so we should be um, reevaluating our boundaries. And there may be things that we have to cut off in order to keep ourselves sexually pure. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Regent and I actually spent less time alone together during engagement for that very reason, because mm-hmm. we already weren't doing a great job um, of walking in purity. And then as our emotional, emotional intimacy skyrocketed, as Cody says, it should, and it does, we had to cut off things that we saw as um, almost like requirements for a good relationship. Like we should be spending time alone and getting to know each other, yeah. but we had to cut those things off completely yep. yeah. in order for us to walk impurity mm-hmm. yeah don't be don't be foolish like sin is deceitful mm-hmm. it says in in first peter that sin wages war against your soul that is active that's not passive and so you would think that you're like oh we're four weeks out from being married um we're gonna be able to wait that's fine mm-hmm. we can hang out alone because you know it's just four weeks and and like we're gonna feel strengthened by the fact that we only have to wait a little bit longer no but what really happens is you're like it's only four weeks away what's the difference between having sex now and having yes. sex in four weeks right yes. like it and you justify it because sin is deceitful and it's waging yeah. war yeah. against your soul right like yeah i'm already mostly married to him yeah like, like that was my thing i'm like i don't understand how on our wedding day i'm gonna be any more emotionally invested in him than I am right now. And so I don't understand, exactly. you know, like the emotional part of me is like, I don't yeah. understand why I have to wait any yeah. longer. And that goes with what Regent was saying is yeah. at that point, we're treating the sex like it's the sin, which mm-hmm. sexual morality is a sin, but it's the lust, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the heart. And so the, the goal is not that by a certain date, you're just not sinning anymore. The goal is that by a certain date you have, um, through the Lord's work and his spirit and sanctification in your life, that you have overcome the sin of lust and that yep. you don't desire it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a difference there yep. that happens and man, it's, it's hard. It's very difficult. Um, I've, I've, I mean, I didn't do well, right. I didn't do well. People that, you know, have quote unquote done well, they'll admit there's things that they feel like they could have done a lot better. Or if they were being honest with themselves, you know, they really actually weren't doing well, uh, spiritually that they, yep. they just happen to be doing okay with it physically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just like Regent said, there's a lot more of a spiritual battle there than just a physical battle. It's good. Yeah. Which well, just to get it a little bit practical is why I think one of the important things when you're going into setting boundaries emotionally and physically is to not do it alone as a couple. Um, it's super easy to set a target. And when it's only you two that know about the target, it can shift really easily. And how easy is it to lie to somebody? Oh, so, yeah. easy. so, easy. so easy. So easy. And that's where it's like, don't even like it's really important to like not hear it as like, Oh, we're going to have somebody. We say, Oh yeah, we're, we're not going to do these things. And we didn't have sex. Know, last night yeah, we didn't have sex. Like, yeah. like you need people who know you intimately, who you're willing to talk openly about so they can ask the questions. Um, or so it's, it's way, you know, there's a lot of room between holding hands and having sex and you need to be able to fill that gap with somebody else in your life. 
Yeah, have someone that you trust, someone who's married. That's the other thing that I think that we always try to have accountability with other single people, which can happen and is good. But to have someone that's married to ask the questions like, how far did you go last night with your significant other to help? You have to be intentional and hold those clear boundaries and you can have some of those deeper conversations. Yeah. And I say it all the time while I'm preaching, no one is going to actually know except you and the Lord and clearly the other person. But... At the end of the day, like who in their right mind, like put yourself in the situation of the accountability partner, who in their right mind on a daily basis can be like, you know what? I don't believe you. I don't believe you. No, you tell me, you tell me, mister, if you've been doing this, right? Like you might get that deep relationship every so often, but even that relationship does not rest upon them constantly not believing you, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. there has to be a level of trust that happens in relationships. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, you can lie through your teeth and mm-hmm. you can get away with it, but that's not the point, right? Because you're not getting away with it. You just... It's, it's not just, about having the relationship. The relationship's for you to like open up into, and that's when it becomes valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so it's just a little bit on physical and emotional connections, you know, tips. Obviously, you can get in through the like not being alone, right? And I, I'd say when you're trying to make these decisions of should we kiss or not, should we be alone or should we always be in public? Um, a lot of that comes to the words of know thyself, right? Know yeah. thyself. How sneaky are you? How deceptive are you? How easy will it be to men? How easy will it be for you to overcome the will of your woman, right? Even though you've set these these um, guardrails, even you set these boundaries, how easy will it be for you to sort of sneak in there and be able to go a little further than you want because she loves you and because mm-hmm. she's willing to go a bit further and maybe she wants it too, you know, um, how willing is she going to be to let you do those things? Mm-hmm. And you need to know that you need to know yourself. How good am I at being forceful and pushy and, and doing those things? So, um, I'd say that the know thyself is definitely a big category of that. And, and being able to be honest with yourself in those things, mm-hmm. right? Um, like I know myself, I know I'm, I'm a pretty, uh, um, dominant personality. I know that I can usually persuade myself to get, or persuade others to give me what I want mm-hmm. if I'm not careful. And so I put myself in a, in a situation often that I don't allow myself to have relationships like that, Right. Same thing. So if you know that you're a very physical touch person, if that is your thing, uh, you'd be stupid to put yourself in a place where you can physically touch them often, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it. Like, just be honest there. If mm-hmm. you are a um, if you are a person that uh, doesn't desire those things and neither do they, then you you might be able to get away with a little more than other couples, right? There's no laws there, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's that you know thyself, and if you don't know thyself, know someone that knows you. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And ask them. And once again, oh no, be in community. Who would have thought <laughs> it would be back to this topic of being in community with God's people and in God's word and standing in the paths of it, paths of his judgment and all these things like from last episode. So, yeah. I think also I want to take time to talk to, um, I think specifically here, the women, but I know it applies to everyone, just talk about friendships of the opposite sex. Because I think that's where the yes. emotional intimacy problem comes in. And this this is my story. So this is all from personal experience where I'm all about, I can share my heart with anyone. And, you know, I love deep conversations and that's a great thing. But I have this whole, you know, history of these guys I was just friends with. And so I would 
um, share my emotional life and share what's going on and share the deep things of my heart with them um, without being in a relationship and just call it a friendship. And either A, I was leading them on um, and causing them to desire a relationship or lust after me or whatever, um, or I was just, um, or it would lead me to an unhealthy place because then the physical desire will come with with emotional intimacy. And there were just all these just um, sticky places I ended up in because I was just friends with a guy. He was friend zoned, whatever. Yeah. But I would be spending one-on-one time with him. I would be um, sharing the emotional things of my life. And it mm. was just such a slippery slope. And I see that in so many women where they are like, I'm just one of the guys. Like that was me. I'd rather be friends with guys than I would with girls for most of my life growing up. But that isn't a healthy place to be sharing the deep things of my heart. It's not healthy for the guy. It's not healthy for me. Yeah. And that's, um, it's ongoing guys, like guys and girls, um, guys in the general, um, because if you want to be in a committed relationship, you will practice this lifelong, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I know there's, and I see it all the time, couples, as they're starting to take things seriously, they get into a fight about the guy friends that the girl has or mm-hmm. the girlfriends, the gal friends that the guy has, um, because they're not taking it seriously. The fact that not only do they have f- friendships right now, but let's uh, 10 years down the road, you're married, you're in a new place. Like you still have to practice balancing the relationships with people of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. And, and I know people are like, well, I, I, you know, I should have the right to have, you know, friendships with the opposite sex. And, uh, and that goes up back to the, to me, it goes back to the argument of Christian freedom, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. And I've been in ministry long enough to know that it takes just one spark. It -hmm. takes just one spark for a man and a woman to form an emotional connection Mm -hmm. that leads to adultery. Right. And, Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so I'm saying you have to practice it lifelong and you have to find the balance. Like, mm-hmm. and for me, just another, um, about practical tips today, right. It's like, I've noticed that I can be friends with women if I am close friends with their husband. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, you know, I'll just say like Hannah and I are better friends than I am with, uh, with, with a lot of women. Um, but that's because I'm so close to Regent and mm-hmm. I feel comfortable with them as a couple and I can have open and honest conversation with either one of them. I'm um, the same. I had friends up in um, at where I used to live at my last church, and it was the same way, right? To the extent in which we, as a couple, were friends, the extent in which I could be friends with that woman mm-hmm. as well, and it would be healthy. Um, so you can find a balance, guys. Like you can have friendships of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. but you need to practice. Put it into practice is this idea of balance and physical mm-hmm. and emotional connection, respecting the other person in the relationship, yep. and seeing. And also, trauma is going to inform some of that too, guys. Mm-hmm. Like. I've been in relationships where the person, my significant other, was cheated on, right? And if I value them, I need to at least consider what kind of impact my relationships will have on them, mm-hmm. whether it's right now or in the future. Like, acknowledge the fact that trauma has happened and sin causes a lot of hurt. Yep. Anything else? Walk nope. in wisdom. Walk in wisdom, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's Yeah, and it's... Like, like I have mentioned the other episodes, if you have any specific questions, you can always email us. You can email me, CodyR at cdbible.org. We can talk about it, have another episode filled with a few of these things. Mm-hmm. And if we miss something or if you want some more clarity, let's talk about it, you know? Um, but otherwise, we just appreciate the fact that you guys uh, join us every week and, you know, you want to hear someone talk about it. I'm not going to say you want to hear experts talk about it, but you want to hear people just have a conversation about it. And we're willing to have that conversation at yep. least. So. 
Um, if you want to hear more of these conversations, just get in on them and let us know what we can be talking about. But, um, you know, besides that, like I said, we're, we're wrapping up the relationship series now. Um, next week, you can expect an episode really centered around our fall kickoff and some of the things we had been alluding to a few episodes ago, some of the things that we have planned over the fall for this podcast and the things that you can expect. So next week will be a fun episode filled with lots of information, good information and things to hopefully get you excited about what's going on the rest of this fall, both in the ministry on Thursday nights and definitely on this podcast. So anything you guys want to add? Nope. Nope. Okay, cool. Well, until then, no, we love you. Uh, We are praying for you and we'll see you next time. 